Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Family, that's how we start this very particular service today. And I know too well that for you to come into this very particular service, God will change your story forever in the name of Jesus. Regardless of what people have said concerning you, one of the things in which I wanted to understand that for as far as this year is still remaining, for as far as this year is still counting, I know too well that this year will not end without you having a major testimony, a major breakthrough in your life in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you have positioned or what you have shifted into 2021, but I want you to hold the faith tonight because I know that the God of the rested life, he will locate you at the very point of your need and bring that very particular thing that you thought it is over and begin to breed new possibility for you in the name of Jesus. With this being said tonight, as we begin to go into our topic for tonight in which it is titled The Crumbs my slingshot. <laughs> I want somebody to say one more time, but probably you can test me that very particular title. To say the crumbs, my slingshot. Uh, one more time, I wanted to say it. The crumbs, my slingshot. And especially for those who are following us on Platform Church, you know too that this our month is our month of executing justice and righteousness. And so this very particular Thursday is going to be the last Thursday of this month where we'll be talking about executing justice and righteousness. And so because of that tonight, we'll be looking at something very significant. It's something whereby majority of us we don't look into. We feel as if it is not common. We feel as if it is not important. We feel as if it's a thing of waste. But tonight God is going to open someone's eyes for them to see that indeed you may thing that is a crumbs but when you put it at the right hand and have the right mindset understanding that this is a mind shift Thursday you will be able to turn that crumbs into a slingshot in the name of Jesus one more time I wanted to say it after me the crumbs my slingshot I say it again the crumbs my slingshot. And so this moment, as we begin to look into what God has for us, I want you to understand something that God is sending the word to someone today that will deliver them from every oppression of the devil. My dear, you may be thinking that it is all over. You may be thinking that, okay, this year is about to come to an end. This is November 20, I think November 26. And before we know what is going on, in four days from now, it's going to be December 1st. And after December, everything is going to go quiet. Life is going to go as if nothing ever happened. And so when will I be able to get my own blessing? I want you to understand something tonight that you may be thinking that is coming to an end god sent me with a message to you to tell you tonight that it is not over until you say so it is not over until god backs you up it is not over until you give god another chance for him to turn the crumbs to become a slingshot in your life and i know that every crumbs that you are about to look into tonight every crumbs that you are about to discover as you begin to engage that crumbs it will turn to a powerful slingshot that will bring down the head of the Goliath in the name of Jesus. One of the things in which we understand in the book of Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20, he said, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. My dear sisters and brothers tonight, it is the word of God that delivers. 
It is the word of God that delivers. And I know too well for somebody tonight, as the word of God is coming out of my mouth, every destruction that have arranged themselves to kill you, every destruction that have said that you will not make this very particular 2020 in a grand style, I destroy that forces of your life in the name of Jesus. I want you to know this thing, that as you open your heart to begin to receive the word of God, you open your heart to begin to receive the plan and the counsel of God, everything that looks as if it is over in your life, that business, that finance, that career, that marriage, even your spiritual work with God, you felt that, okay, I've been doing this, but it's not working. I know too that as you open your heart tonight, God will pour out a new spirit upon your flesh, pour out a new spirit upon your spirit, and it will change everything and position you for greatness in the name of Jesus. One of the things I want you to understand this moment as we begin to go into our context of our message tonight, it is titled one more time, that my crumbs are the slingshot. Oh, probably the crumbs are my slingshot. The crumbs are my slingshot. Now, let's even begin to look at this very particular word called the crumbs. We know two words that crumbs are starved. Um, for example, if one of the big examples I can look is when you are eating food. Probably you are sitting on your dining table. I know majority of you have like, beautiful dining tables and stuff. And you are eating at your dining table. All of a sudden, you know when that very particular rice that you are eating falls from the table. Now, because the thing falls from the table, or maybe you are cooking that very particular, very nice palatable dish. But all those very particular ingredients, or maybe as you are putting the rice from the stove, the crumbs fall from the table. Do you know that we are very quick to ignore that very particular crumbs? Because why? To us in our mindset, these crumbs does not have any possibility, does not have any capacity for them to pull anything. And so because of this very particular understanding of how the world system has made us to feel as if the crumbs are not valuable, that has actually made us not to look at the crumbs that is currently in our lives. When I'm talking about the crumbs, it looks as if maybe you have gone through divorce, you have gone through pain, you have gone through what you call heartbreak, you have gone through a lot of disappointment from your loved ones, sicknesses and diseases to the point that you've looked at your life you have said as far as i'm concerned there is nothing good that can ever happen again my dear one more time i want to challenge you it may look as if it's the crumbs don't look at that very particular crumbs in your life the way you look at the crumbs that fall from the table i want you to look at that crumbs as a precious species that if you can pull the possibility of that same crumb you'll be shocked what the crumbs will do in your life and i know too that as we begin to go deep down into these crumbs your eyes will be open to see all um, that these crumbs can pull up for you in the name of Jesus. The crumbs are my slingshot. The crumbs are my slingshot. One of the biggest things we have, one of the biggest issues um, that I have discovered that we have um, is the issue of the fact that we are looking at having a big faith. A big faith for us to be. Sometimes you hear, I've heard a lot of people even say that to me. No, Pastor Darlington, I wish I have your kind of faith. I wish I have your kind of understanding. I wish I have your kind of power. I wish I had your kind of things. I mean, the mysteries in which you are pulling them. And I'm quick to tell people, I said, see, I know you are wishing. But the truth of it is the fact that the bedrock for every believer is the fact that the faith in which Jesus has given you is the same faith that which he has given me. And so the problem of an average believer, trust me, it is not the fact that we don't believe the things of God. The problem that I've discovered in my two days actively involved full-time in the things of God is the fact that yes, we believe, but we don't take a corresponding action towards what we believe. I'll repeat it again. The problem of an average believer, it is not a believing issue. Hear me. It is not a believing issue. 
issue. We have the ability to believe. Of course, if I tell you Jesus is Lord, you will say yes is Lord. So it means you have the ability to believe Jesus is Lord. But the biggest problem we are facing is ability for us to look at that very particular word, that very particular thing that has been set forth and take a corresponding action towards that word. That is where the problem is. And I pray for someone tonight. Every force that is stopping you from operating in the fullness of what God has marked for you, for you taking the step of actions, the step of faith regarding the belief that you have bumped in the scripture, every force contending you, I destroy that force this moment in the name of Jesus. My dear, let me say this one more time. The believer does not have the problem believing. We only just have the problem taking the actions of faith towards that very particular believing. We don't have a problem believing. We understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know too well that the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us bodily. But have we been able to take time to operate in the understanding to say if the fullness of the Godhead rests in me bodily, if as he is, so I am in this world. And the Bible says that Jesus, me and Jesus, we are currently seated far above principalities and power. My question with you, yes, you believe that. But have you taken out the time for you to take a action of faith regarding that very particular believer? One more time, I wanted to say this. Um, the crumbs, uh, but it is my slingshot. The crumbs, uh, but it is my slingshot. I said one of the things in which I want you to understand um, is the fact that no matter how you want to journey in life, it always starts with a step. Nobody ever starts building a house from the top. We all build a house from the ground. And do you know that the moment you were building that very particular house from the ground, it looked as if all the crumbs that you are putting together does not make sense. But give it time. Before you know what is going on, when you are busy putting the foundation together, you are busy taking that very particular step. You are looking at the step as if it is not important. But you don't know that even in those crumbs, that is where the potency and the power that make that very particular edifice, that make that company to stand, that make that house or that physical building to stand because why there is a force and a power that has governed the crumbs there is a force and a power that if you can engage tonight you'll be able to pull some certain possibility that will make the devil be afraid of you from this moment in the name of jesus what else again we need to understand tonight i want you to know this my dear in the book of ecclesiastes chapter 11 from verse 3 that the cloud is full. The cloud is full. The God is in a hurry to bless. He is in a hurry to bless. I remember a few days ago, somebody once challenged me and said, Pastor Darlington, how come you don't talk about rapture? You don't talk about, um, what you call it? I think rapture, apocalypsis, and all those heavy grammars we find in Revelation. And I said to them, I said, for the fact that you know it is a clear indication that you are not ignorant of the fact that rapture will take place. But before rapture takes place, there's still a life for us to live on earth. The Bible makes us to understand one of the things that Jesus came to tell to us. He says, for as the kingdom of God is, so shall it be on earth. But my question that I like asking every believer, have you taken out the time, instead of you being in a hurry to want to go to heaven, I know you say that the earth is corrupt and is decayed and stuff, but my question to you tonight, have you taken out the time and the fullness of who you are in Christ Jesus for you to look at the decay, for you to look at the things that is happening and say, before Christ will come, I will make sure that Christ finds faith on earth because the Bible makes us to understand that. He says, according to that very particular woman, he said, this kind of faith, when I come back on earth, will I be able to find this? It talks about ability for you to be able to route some mysterious possibility. Ability for you to be able to pull thy kingdom come to be as it is on earth. The mandate of the kingdom of heaven to be the same way it has to be on earth. But my question to you tonight, instead of you looking forward to run away from earth to get to heaven, 
My question there is the fact God have deployed you to this very particular earth. What are you going to do to make this earth a better place? That is a question that you and I need to begin to answer. Whether I like it or not, the moment we give our life to Christ, as long as you have not denounced God as your Lord and personal Savior, heaven has been sorted out for you. But in the place heaven sorted out for you, we still need to pull heaven on earth experience. We still need to pull heaven on earth mandate. We still need to pull heaven on earth dominance. We still need to pull heaven on earth power and its signs and its wonder. And I know too that somebody would connect with that possibility tonight in the name of Jesus. As we begin to go deep down into our life, into our topic tonight, one of the things the Lord said to me, he said to me, my son, he said, tell my people that the remaining days of this year, I am about to do a new things in your life. I don't know who you are tonight. It may look as if it is over for you. It may look as if I just want to be able to escape this month, escape December and get into January and maybe, you know, maybe see what January will offer. I am here to make you understand quickly that do not throw away your faith. Do not throw away your confidence. Do not give up on the things that God is about to do because why? The book of Isaiah chapter 43 from verse 19 to 21. He says, behold, I would do a new thing. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. I don't know what is that thing in which you have shifted to 2021. Lord asked me to tell you that this month, these remaining days of this year, that he will do a new thing in your life and people will wonder what kind of miracle is this. That shall be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Now, this is the thing about that very particular scripture. Isaiah chapter 43 from verse 19 to 21. The Bible says, let me read it. The Bible here says, he said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way in the wilderness. He is not telling us that he's going to make a way in the place where the green, the, what's it called? The pastures are very green. He said he's going to make a way in the wilderness. That's some place where you thought that it is over. That's some place where you thought that your marriage is cancelled. That's some place where the doctor told you that your health, you can never come out of your health. That's some place where the doctor declared to you that this cancer, this diabetics, this blood pressure it is going to kill you he says i will make a way in the desert the same place the lord says going to make a way in the desert he says also i will make a way in the desert now this is the thing that is very interesting for me that i love so much he says i will give water in that same desert where the thing was dry all of a sudden you begin to grow forth and can i shock you the only thing that can make that thing possible is you looking at the crumbs and say i know life has given me all the curveball I know life has given me orange. I know it has given me lemonade. I know it has given me cashew or purple. Regardless of what life has given me, I choose not to allow the devil to even take away the crumbs from my life. I choose not to even allow the devil to finish me and to destroy. And I know tonight that as we begin to go deep down into the things in which God has for us, we'll begin to see possibility happen for us in the name of Jesus. The Bible makes us to understand in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. He says here, he says, all things are working together for our good. All things are working together for our good. My dear sisters and brothers, that very particular crumbs that you are about to discover tonight, it is also going to work together for your good. Just for the fact that your office does not like you. Just for the fact that the company is looking for a way to fire you. Just for the fact that you have tried everything this year for you to be able to pull the possibility. But the more you try, the more it looks as if you are failing. My dear, I want you to hold the crumbs one more time. Because to you, you are saying this idea, it is over. God asked me, God sent me to tell you tonight that in the place of the crumbs as long as it's still in your hand he's going to route for miracles for you and you will lay hold of all the blessing God has for you in the name of Jesus let's begin to look at our test this very particular moment 
Our test this moment in the book of First Peter chapter 4 from verse 10 and verse 11. First Peter chapter 4 from verse 10 and verse 11. The crumbs are karoko shabla kateza. One more time, I want somebody to say it. My crumbs tojata. It is the slingshot. Ah, my crumbs, the slingshot. First Peter chapter 4 from verse 10 to verse 11. The Bible here says from the Passion Translation, it says, Every believer has received grace gift. Every believer, let's pack that one. Every believer has received a grace gift. He says, so use them to serve one another as a faithful steward of many colored tapestries of God's grace. He said, for example, if you have a gift of speaking, he says, speak as though God were speaking his word through you. He said, if you have a gift of serving, do it passionately with Christ's strength, I mean, with, the, with the strength of God that he has given you. He says, so that everything that God alone will be glorified through Jesus. He says, for to him, power belongs, glory forever throughout all the ages. He says, every believer has received a gift. And can I shock you, when he was talking about the kind of gift in which we have we've received, it's a gift that was equate to the kind of gift Jesus has. The same gift, the same grace, Jesus carry you and I carry the same grace. The same possibility that he carries, we carry the same possibilities. In fact, we can see from the scripture, the Bible says greater than Solomon has arrived, which is the person of Jesus, and it says greater than Solomon, I mean, as he said greater than Solomon has arrived, he said for you, if you believe greater things than this, that you shall do also. Which means if Solomon did great, Jesus did greater, you were supposed to do the greatest. Because why God in his fullness have wrapped the whole totality of his gift and he has routed it on your inside. You are the one that is thinking currently now that you are gifted less. Yes, an English like that. You are the one that is thinking that life has given you a big town to the point that nothing is even coming out. I know somebody is watching me tonight and you are saying, Pastor, you don't understand. Even the crumbs in which you are talking about, the dogs have eaten the crumbs. I cannot even find any crumbs. But I know tonight as we begin to dip down on the scripture at this moment, your eyes will be open to see the crumbs that God has kept for you. The crumbs that is still available in your hand. And this is the thing about us as Platform Church, where we said the rested life is a reality. is because that no matter how they say it is over, we know that with God on our side, it is just the beginning of a new beginning. And I know for you tonight, this very particular night will become the beginning of a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. The Bible then says here, he says, uh, he says, for every believer, every believer, I want you to say this one more time. I have received the grace. I have received the gift grace. Uh -huh. I have received the gift grace. Uh, the gift grace. The gift, it is in your hand. It is not in the hand of the Father anymore. It is in your hand. The day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, every gift, everything that you will ever need to live life in its fullness, it has been embedded on your spirit, man. The problem with us is the fact that these very particular physical things that we see, it has limited us for us to be able to pull out the capacity that God has embedded on our inside. And I pray tonight that as we begin to look at the scripture, everything that God has lined for you before this year will come to an end, you will lay hold of it in the name of Jesus. Let's also look in the book of Matthew chapter 25 verse 15. Matthew 25 verse 15. The Bible there says, uh, he's talking about the story of the talent. He says, uh, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. And he went on his journey. So which means everybody at the moment, we are all operating according to our ability. 
ability is the one that is actually empowering us to do what we are currently doing at the moment the ability for you to pull five talents the ability for you to pull on the 10 measure the ability for you to perform under the 100 percent regardless of the crumbs that is in your hand you are currently operating in the ability that you carry not the ability that god gave you it is the capacity you brought before the father that is the same way the father released the grace upon you but mind you the fullness has been dropped on your inside but the problem is the fact that the container in which you are using to fetch that very particular fullness you determine the container. And I pray tonight that as you will begin to go deep down, your eyes will be open to see on how to begin to remove those things that is limiting your containers. Begin to remove those things that is causing you not to operate in the fullness this night in the name of Jesus. One of the things in which I put here, I say everyone has something. How you see it determines what becomes of it. And that's the truth. Everybody has something. Regardless, no matter how you call it the crumbs, we all have something that has been given to us. But how you see it determines what becomes of it. Your capacity to contain, your capacity or the container you bring before the Father determines the kind of speed or the kind of grace you are able to operate here on earth. Because let me shock you, as far as heaven is concerned, heaven is even shocked concerning the capacity you are pulling. Because when the angels look at you, they are wondering, you are actually a God. Do you know that you're seated with the Father in heavenly places? Now, that's the conversation they are having concerning you. But here, they are surprised that you are operating as if you are just like a more mortal man that has no favor, no backing, no source. I pray tonight one more time. Everything that has stopped you from operating the gift, operating whatever left in your hand, I break that stoppage in the name of Jesus. Now, let's begin to continue in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 5 to verse 8. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 5 to verse 8. The Bible says here, it says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all. Fat one, one, Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. He said, But to every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Do you see it one more time? We have been giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, which means as Christ's gift is, so it is in you. He says, wherefore he said, he ascended up on high and he led captive, captive, I mean captivity captive, and he gave gifts. If you read your Bible, S was there, gifts unto men. What you carry is according to Christ. Your viewing is either killing the capacity or is either making it to work. What you carry is according to the capacity of Christ. How you view that thing determines the expression of that very particular thing you are currently seeing. If you call it a crumbs, that's exactly why the thing is a crumbs. But if you call it that this one carries a big capacity, you will begin to see how that thing will begin to route new possibility. Also, let's begin to look at the book of Luke chapter 19 from verse 11 to verse 13. Luke 19, 11 to verse 13. I don't know. I am hearing in my spirit tonight. The Bible, God is showing me from the scripture. I think in the book of Psalm chapter 81 verse 10. Whereby the Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. There is someone tonight you are listening to me. Your problem is the fact that you are thinking that very particular thing. But you are not putting a corresponding action by declaring it with your mouth. You, you are wishing in your head but you are not saying it. I pray for you tonight that the grace for you to say what you want to see happens in your life tonight in the name of Jesus. You just need to say it. You just need to say it. The people have been saying so many things concerning your life but you are not saying it. And so because of that you are not taking hold of everything God has for you. Open your mouth wide. He said, For I will fill it. Let's go into the book of Luke, chapter 19, from verse 11 to verse 13. Luke 19, 11 to verse 13. 
The Bible just says, he said, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable unto them. He said, because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of heaven should immediately appear, exactly how people are currently, rapture should take place. So it is not even happening now. It has been happening in the days of the Bible. Yeah, days of the Bible. Because the Bible has its own days before the Bible comes and now we are actually reading the Bible. It is not today people are shouting, rapture is going to take place. But I tell people, I say, before rapture takes place, when you get back to heaven, what will you tell God that you did with your life? Because the life in which he has given you, it has a mark that is a destiny. I like saying this all the time, and you all know me too, I keep saying it. Seven billion people that God created on planet Earth, it is seven billion expression of who God is. But my question to you tonight, are you expressing God in his fullness? Or you are sitting there wondering, okay, you see, maybe I just see one way indirectly. Maybe I just followed them to this life. Maybe I don't have any destiny. Anyone this nine that is confused of who you are, I remove that confusion from your head in the name of Jesus. Verse 12 now says, he said, therefore, he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive from himself a kingdom and return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. God is saying to somebody tonight, occupy till I come. You are the one that is trying to escape from it. He's saying to you, my dear sisters, my dear brother, occupy till I come. You may be thinking that that is just a crop that is in your hand. He's saying, I should tell you, occupy till I come. You are the one that is thinking, I have no hope. I have no destiny. My finance is not going the way. My health is having a problem. But God is saying, occupy till I come. You see, I want to take this very particular time for me to just shift to the kind of people wherever they feel that they don't have all it takes for them to live a life. I want to talk to that one who feels as if finances is not in their advantage. The one who thinks that the health crisis has buffeted them. The one who already currently now is going through a pain, a pain from, from their loved ones. The one who feels as if the battle place, I mean the place of work is costing them pain. The one who is currently having an unfair treatment. Maybe you are sitting down now, you are watching me and you are having a pressure in your career. Or maybe for you, you are just going through a divorce or probably you are even divorced or maybe you are going through a breakup or maybe you are even afraid of getting older. My dear sisters tonight, I want to tell you tonight, God asked me to tell you, occupy till I come. He asked me to tell you this, that regardless of all the pains, regardless of all the shortcomings, regardless of all the things that has happened in your life, that there is still a crumbs that is available in your hand. There is still a possibility that you still carry on your inside. That very particular man may think that without you in his life, that you cannot succeed. My dear sister, I want to tell you that for the fact that you are listening to me, for the fact that you are still, you still have your mind intact, there is a possibility on the inside of you. Or maybe for you, this man, the company decided to fire you simply because they don't understand why you were bringing your God on the office. I want to tell you tonight, God says, occupy till I come. Because why? It is the gift of a man, the gift of God that make way for a man. Not the fact that the man goes and finds his own thing. The Bible says, the gift of the Lord make way for him. It is the gift that makes way for a man. And I pray tonight as we begin to look at the crumbs. 
I am here for me tonight to talk to those who feel as if it is just a crumb they have in their hand. Who feel as if this thing that I'm having tonight is, does not matter. It cannot do anything. I am here to talk to you tonight on this mind shift Thursday that as we begin to shift our mind, to begin to see that with these crumbs, I can put possibility. And as we begin to go into some of the examples in the scripture, your eyes, I pray tonight that your eyes will be open to see the potential that, your, that very particular crumbs carries in the name of Jesus. Your crops carry power. One more time, I wanted to say it. My crops carry power. My crops carry power. At this point, as we begin to go into our scripture, let's look at this very particular story of the woman called the Syphonician woman. The Syphonician woman. Yeah, that's the name. In the book of Mark chapter 7 from verse 24 to verse 30. Ah, your crops carry power. Labrateza. Your crops carry power. Rakakosha Teligado. You are the one that is thinking that the crumbs does not carry power. I am here to tell you tonight that crumbs that you think that does not carry power, you will begin to see possibility this moment in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 7 from verse 24 to verse 30. Mark 7 from verse 24 to verse 30. The Bible here says, it says, and from day and from thence he arose and went into the border of Tyrese and Sidon and enter into the house and would have no man know it but he could not be hid for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell on his nail. The woman was a Greek, a Syphonician by nations and she besought him and he would cast forth the devil out of his daughter but Jesus says unto her let the children be filled first let the children be filled first. He says, for it is not meat, for not meat to take the children's bread and cast it onto dogs. Ah! No, when I saw that part, the part pain me. He said, it is not, it is not important for me to carry this thing and cast onto dogs. But thank God for this woman. The woman said in verse 28, and she answered and said unto him, yes, Lord, yet dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs yes lord dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs and jesus now said unto her for this saying mind you the woman understand that yes i may be coming for the crumbs but as far as the crumbs is concerned it is coming from the table of the children the woman has the full knowledge of what the capacity of crumbs can do. So when Jesus threw the conversation of crumbs on her face, she was ready to engage the possibility of crumbs. That as long as it's coming from the master table, there is still a grace attached to it. As long as it's coming from Jesus' mouth, regardless of how the crumbs may be infinity, regardless of how the crumbs may be tiny, whereby the possibility therein is not factored in. But as long as it's coming from the mouth, Jesus is okay, I can do with the crumbs. And the Bible then says, it says, and he said unto her, for this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of your daughter. And when she was come to her house, she find that the devil has gone and her daughter laid upon the bed. And this woman understand her. One of the things I want you to understand here, this woman understand her, the power of a crumbs. She understand the power. Remember that Jesus was even telling the woman, he said, why will I give what belongs to the children to you dog? And she actually, see, let's be honest, that's what Jesus said to that woman. He said, why would I get something? I give it to you as a dog. 
Don't I, why? The time for you, the Gentiles, for you to benefit from this thing is not there. But the woman understand that Jesus, you don't know what is going on. We've been living with these crumbs for years. We understand that yes, the Jews has been favored. But we know one day there is a Messiah that is going to come that will factor in both the Jews and the Greek, the Gentiles and whatever they call it. But in the meantime, I choose to eat the crumbs. I choose to use the crumbs. I understand the power of the crumbs. I pray for someone tonight. That very particular talent that you think is not important that thing that God has embedded in your inside that you feel that is not valuable that tonight your eyes will open to begin to see the possibility there in the name of Jesus the woman understand the force of a crumb the woman understand that the power of a crumb as long as it's coming from the table still has the potential of making great grace still has the potential of changing the narratives don't you understand something that it is the seed that falls from the whole crop of the maize that actually grows up to become another maize it is not the whole maize that is planted on the ground it is the one that looks as if it's a wasted one the seed itself before a mango tree is planted it was the seed that was on the ground everybody has been given a seed you determine if there's if for example this seed might have been used to the point that you feel as if you have given up to the point it is now a crumb i am here to challenge you tonight one more time cast that very particular crumbs onto the ground that woman understand that as far as this crumb is concerned my daughter can be made hold my daughter can be made hold my daughter can be made hold. I don't need the full package, but I can do with this crumb. I don't need the full business. I don't need for me to understand the end, but I know that if I can start at the beginning, I can see the end as I keep going. She understands the power of the crumbs. I pray tonight for you that as we begin to go deep down, everything that has hold your mind not to see the power of the crumbs will, be fall, will, will fall off your life in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to see also another thing example of people who were able to pull possibilities of the crumb they were able to pull possibilities of the crumbs one of the things in which i put here before we begin to look at this very particular guys uh, i said it is not what you are given that determines your outcome it is what you do with what you are given that determines your outcome yes they tell you that it is not possible that you accept it they look at you and they tell you that your ideas will never amount to anything because to them they want you to come with a grand scheme of idea i don't know i'm hearing this in my spirit again one more time the lord asked me to say this and he's reminding me currently now please and please do not joke with the remaining part of this very particular year don't joke with it because why god is in a hurry to pour out some certain ideas some certain grace into the body of christ that that very particular thing that look like crumbs you will use it to solve a major problem a major crisis you will bring a major solution and yet the people will wonder how did this come to pass that grace is now being released in the body of christ and i pray that you will not be cast out in the name of jesus i pray one more time um, that every grace that heaven is beginning to pour down that you will be factored in um, your mind will be open to capture your place uh, and you will run therein in the name of jesus there is a power in the crumbs uh, there is a power in the crumbs uh, now let's begin to look at some of the characters in the bible and also by the time i'm going to end this i'm going to give you four points uh, four things that you need to gather when it comes to when it comes to the power that pushed the crumbs to become a mighty voice the power that pushed the crumbs uh, to become a powerful slingshot. There is something that needs to be engaged uh, for you to turn that crumbs uh, to a powerful slingshot. I don't know who needs to hear this one more time, but who needs to say this to themselves? Uh, my crumbs, uh, it is my slingshot. Uh, I want you to say it to yourself and be convinced in saying it. My crumbs, uh, 
my slingshot. They tell you that it is not possible. Tell them, watch me finish tonight's service and change the narrative because why? The crumbs that in which you think that is over, watch me engage the principle daring from the Bible and see me turn the crumbs to something that you will come and bow down for. Now, let's begin to look. Some of the characters in the Bible who understand that regardless of the crumbs, I can put possibility with it. One of them is called David. David, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, one of them becomes 1 Samuel chapter 17. The Bible calls to understand um, that all that David had was just a stone and a catapult. It's a long verse, but I'm going to pick some of the scripture from that verse, some of the passage for me to be able to read. All that, that David had was the stone and the catapult. You know, when you look at the life of David, you wonder. Mind, everybody was learning how to fight with knife and cutlass, with panga and stuff. The guy just only has a catapult and a stone in a forest. As, as to make matters worse, he was using his bare hand to fight animals. But yet he understand that yet it may look like a crumb, but you don't understand that I have been able to master a possibility with this. We can see in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13, 1 Samuel chapter 17, from verse 38 to verse 41. 1 Samuel 17, 38 to 41. The Bible says, because I need to read this. The Bible there says in verse 38, it says here, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tonic. Which means the people think that with David's life, they thought that this is your thing in which you have is a crumb. Calm down. We are talking about a serious battle here. You are bringing a catapult. That's how we call it in Nigeria. Catapult. You are bringing a catapult. Like, are you okay? Like, for a what reason? But David understand that, dude, you don't understand what is going on. But let's see, you know, I like something about David. David allowed them first to put the regalia on his body. But at the end of it, he changes my life. Bruh, calm down. I know that, yes, it is crumb. I know that this is a crumb, but you don't understand. It is still my slingshot. I have used this slingshot to pull some certain possibility. Let me not even go ahead of myself. Let me read this very particular place. The Bible says there, it says, Then Saul dressed David in his own tonic. He put a coat of armor on him, a bronze helmet on his head. David fasting the sword over the tonic and tried walking around because it was, he was not used to them. <laughs> he says, I cannot go in this, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off and he took off his staff of his hand and he chose five stones from the stream, put them in his pouch of his shepherd, and the, I mean a part of his shepherd's bag, and with his slinger in his hand, approached the Philistine. 41 now says, meanwhile, the Philistines uh, with his shield bearers, I mean, the, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him, keep coming closer to David. He looked over to David and saw the little more boy, little boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. And David said to him, I mean, he said to David, am I dog that you come with me with a stick? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. He said, am I dog? It is so funny whereby when it comes to crumbs, we actually look at that very particular thing, that crumbs only belongs to dogs. Because when Goliath looked at David, he could tell that, dude, what is your problem? When big boys are fighting, when big boys are talking, what are you coming up on the table with this, we call it, with this menge menge kind of things in your hand? But David understand uh, that I have tasted these very particular slings. Uh, you don't understand that this is my crumbs. Uh, yes, I know you are right by calling it uh, that I am a dog. I'm coming with the crumbs. Uh, but you have no clue that in this very particular crumbs that you are seeing, uh, it is my slingshot. Uh, and we know too well that by the time David engaged uh, that very particular crumb, you and I know the story. The Goliath was down, flat out. Because why? It is what you call your crumbs. The term is what you get out of the crumbs. 
If you said the crumbs has the power, it has the power. David understood. The Bible says, and David took off all the helmet and everything they were putting from him from Saul. He said, see, guys, calm down. You see this battle? Just relax. I got it covered, man. Imagine, this is, this is, you know, when you look at such stories, you want, you want them. You are seeing David going for the battle. And you are wondering, you guys are having your AK-47, your bomb action, your MG, your ammo, your, your, your what's called, your, your nuclear weapons and stuff, standing waiting. Then you just see this very particular short thing. And the guy is coming with a catapult and with a stone in his bag. And you are thinking, bruh, what kind of thing is that? You and I know too well. Somebody's coming with an idea in your company. Everybody is coming with Fortune 500 kind of idea. And this person just come and say, see, sir, all this one we are talking, let's just put, let's just change the L to P. And everybody's looking at you, what nonsense is that? They have no clue that, yes, it may be a crumb, <laughs> but that is the slingshot that is about to take the company from where it is to the place it needs to be. I pray tonight that the grace for you to recognize the crumbs in your hand, the grace for you to recognize what is in your hand and pull the capacity therein, that grace rests upon your life tonight in the name of Jesus. Another person also we see quickly is a guy called Moses. We all know too well the story of Moses. Moses was a guy who, 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 because of his grad grad, Moses is like me. He, he is vibrant. There are some certain things that he felt that I came late. Let me deliver these guys quickly. All of a sudden, Moses now decided to, in, in him trying to help the people out of their problem, he find himself in a certain situation. Had to run out from Egypt and go and dwell, I think if I'm not mistaken, in the land of the Midianites, where he was there. That's where he married his wife and stayed with his in-laws and all those things. But one day when the time comes, now, this is the funny thing when Jesus, I mean, when God appeared, I mean, the angel, sorry, appeared to Moses and said to Moses, it's time for you to go to deliver your people. Do you know the funny thing? Moses was looking to deliver Egypt. Do you know the kind of equipment those guys have? Egypt at that moment was the big boy when it comes to planet Earth. The kind of weapon those guys carry, you, you better know your game for you to go and meet Egypt, for you to go and fight with them. The same way now that we, when we look at Israel, we respect Israel. It will, it, will be a, it will be a game of madness for Nigeria, because um, I don't want to use South Africa because yes, that's my country. For a Nigeria to want to go to a war with, an, with, 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 the, with the military of Israel, I, I don't know who would have advised Nigeria to do that nonsense. Because you just kill yourself before even starting. Those, the kind of intelligent weapon those guys carry, even America is even afraid of them. But the same thing also happened with Moses. Moses also come. Let's begin to look at the book of Moses chapter 4. I said, Moses, Exodus chapter 4. I don't know where I get to Moses. <laughs> Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2 and verse 17. The Bible there says, uh, as Moses was busy arguing with God, because the truth of it is the fact that God has given every one of us possibility. God has given us stuff to the point that we are the one that relegate that very particular possibility to a department of crumbs. Yes, I know that, yes, you've relegated the department of crumbs, but tonight I want you to look at that thing that you have called the crumbs and begin to see a possibility therein. The same thing also happened to Moses. When Moses was having a negotiation with God and he was asking, but God, how can I do this? What are the possibilities I need to join to make this possible? All of a sudden, Exodus chapter 4 from verse 2, the Bible now says, and the Lord said unto Moses, what is in your hand? <laughs> now this is the thing there Moses I like Moses answer and he said it is a rod as far as Moses is concerned it's just a stick it's a stick Moses in his mind you, this is a stick that the guy because he's a shepherd guy it's a stick that he went to court clean the stick and he's holding the stick to be able to, to control his cartoons and his stuff and God is now coming to say what is in your hand like what, are you, what did you put in my hand God he was like it is a stick and verse 17 says and thou shalt take I mean, he said in verse 17, now says, And thou shalt take this rod in thy hand. He said, Wherewith thou shalt do signs. 
It was a stick in Moses' hand. But when Moses decided to engage from verse 2 of Exodus chapter 4 to verse 16, we now begin to see that that very particular stick was not a stick anymore. Yes, Moses looked at it as a crumbs, but as a possibility that he pulled with that very particular crumbs. It becomes the crumbs of sign. Another person also that I want to show because I need you to see that there are men that have used crumbs to turn it to a possibility. One of the guys that, that just came into my spirit now, that this very particular moment, is the one we all know, the KFC guy. Everybody knows his story. This was a guy who was working at, at a particular restaurant. Nigeria call it a returner. At a particular restaurant, he was working there. At age 65, he retired with, if I'm not mistaken, less than $100 in his account. 65 years old. Now, all of a sudden, thank God he was able to understand that the only crumbs I have in my hand is the recipe to make chicken. And he now used that same recipe, who that, that same crumbs that they fired him from a company, took the crumb, arranged it, packaged it tomorrow. You and I, we've not recovered from KFC. Every, so there are some of us we crave. I think about a few days ago, I actually went there to eat something. Because why? The guy decided to engage the crumbs that is in his hand. The company fired him because they felt that it is over with him. The same way some of you tonight, people have concluded that it is over with you. In fact, the reason why that guy or that lady broke up with you is because they felt that nothing good can ever come out of your life. But I pray for you tonight, as you engage what is left in your hand, it will turn to a force that will make your enemy come down and bow to your God in the name of Jesus. Let's also see another one again. I call her the widow, the Shunammite woman and Elisha. The Shunammite woman and Elisha. We all know the story in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 7. This was a woman whereby at this very particular point, everything, her husband is dead. Now she does not even have anything. She went, funny enough, can I even shock you? The husband was a man of God, like my kind. The husband died, broke. So that's why I tell people, I say, see, speaking in tongues and burning the devil is not equating to what you call financial prosperity. It does not balance to the two. You can be full with the whole power of God without operating some certain principle. You will still be poor. The same thing happened to this Shunammite woman. The husband, in fact, Elijah, what's called the woman said to Elijah, he said, your servant that served the Lord died. We died broke. Nothing is showing forth. And one of the things I like about Elijah, Elijah asked the woman a question. The same question I'm going to ask you tonight. Ask the woman a question. What is in your house? What is in your house? The woman was quick to say there was nothing in the house. He says, save but a oil. You know, it's, it's so funny where the thing that has the capacity to change our life is the one that we put on the board factor. You know, but, but it's not going to work. But they don't want to like it. But they don't want to do it. But people will not buy the idea. But you see, my family doesn't like it. But, 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 but. He said, but a oil. But yeah, that was the possibility. Because why? When God will want to route the possibility for you, including your life now, till eternity comes, it is always going to be what is in your house or what is in your hand. You are the one that is looking at it as a crumbs. And I'm here tonight to make you understand that in that crumbs, there is a power that that crumbs also carry. Another woman also we need to see also is a woman, which we've just talked about, this Afrosian woman, who the Bible makes us to understand that by the time she negotiated her way with Jesus, she said to Jesus, yes, I know that I'm a dog, but yet I can take the crumbs of healing that fall from the table and my daughter can be made whole. The same thing also, and this is where I feel as if I should make an appeal to every huge company in the Fortune 500. Fortune 500 companies, you have no clue. There are businesses that are starting currently now that if you can just give them the crumbs, 
it can make them survive. The crumbs of the marketing index in which, for example, one of the big ones you can talk about, all this Fortune 500, your MTN Glow and all those very particular things. And one of the people in the media industry want to produce their stuff. Yet you keep empowering SABC and these people. But yeah, there are people who still need the crumbs. Yes, I know you give them 150 million for advertising per year. But do you know what that very particular crumbs of the 150 million can do to the guy in Secunda if you would decide to actually invest in this business? Sometimes it only takes the crumbs that fall from the table of the master to make the guy in Soweto, to make the guy in Dipslut, to make the guy in Soshangufi, to pull possibility because why? The crumbs is what he knows uh, and he knows how to use the crumbs to make a possibility therein. I pray tonight um, that every mind that needs to shift um, for everyone that have an idea to be financed, uh, let that grace release in the name of Jesus. I pray for you tonight. Uh, I don't know who you are tonight. I hear in my spirit. Uh, you have been crying and be begging for a funding. Um, yes, the money is there, but they choose not to give you. I release that money over your life in the name of Jesus. That crumbs that you need from the table for you to be able to settle yourself. I release the grace for the crumbs to land upon your hand in the name of Jesus. There is a force in the crumbs. There is a power with the crumbs. Another story also we need to see is the little boy. I call him the little boy because his name was not given to us in the book of John chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 14. You know that guy who gave the five loaves of bread and two fishes? Yeah, because that's his name, the little boy. His name was not given. But do you know funny thing that happens with it? The guy was quick to understand that, yes, I don't know how this man is going to feed 5,000, but I am willing to look at my little crumbs and I'm willing to put it in the hand of the master. And the Bible makes us to understand a five loaf of bread and two fishes can create a 5,000 capacity of feeding to the point that excluding women and children, you and I know, if they add women, you know, any place, if there's a 5,000 men, possibility that the women are like 15,000, chances are very high. Because all of a sudden, in ministry, everywhere I've seen it, women are many, they're men. So if there's a 5,000 men, possibility that the women, because you have to calculate, the men will come with their wife, that's another 10,000. They add extra 10,000. Plus children also added to it. And yet he was able to pull that very particular thing from the crumbs of a boy of seven, I mean, five loaves of bread and two fishes. Another person also we see in the Bible, I'm showing you different kinds of crumbs so that by the time we go into the point, you can, when we begin to now put everything together, you can see that there is a force that your crumbs can carry. And I pray tonight that as we begin to think, and one of the things I want you to do for me tonight, begin to look at what is that thing that somebody has said that it can never work. Because this is the, this is the anchor of my message. What is that thing that you felt? And God said to me, I should tell you, that you need to pick back the crumbs because he has released an intelligence and he's putting an idea in your head that can make that crumbs come back to life. And he will use that crumb to shame the devil and to destroy every antics and so as i'm going with the message tonight i appeal to you think with your mind it is called a mind shift thing. think with your mind what is that crumbs that they said that it is not possible what is that idea that they said to you it is never going to work maybe you are like one of the guys who have gone to dragon's den and they said to you all the guys sitting in dragon's den they said to you it can never happen Pick that very particular crumbs again because the hand of God is about to breathe upon that very particular thing and you'll be shocked what will come out of that very particular thing. That same crumbs I hear in my spirit that they have neglected from your life. It will be a wonder come 2021 by this time in the name of Jesus. Let's also look again. Another person that was able to pull the last of her faith is a woman with the issue of blood. We get to understand the story from the book of Luke chapter 8 from verse 43 to 48. The woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says from that favorite purpose that she has sold everything. She's a big woman. 
The Bible says she has gave all her, she has spent all her resources to the physicians. When I read the physicians, I thought it was one doctor, and I discovered that it, the Bible says physicians, which means there were many doctors. The woman had the resources, but yet she now looked at everything is gone, but as a crumb by half. The Bible says, if you shall have a faith as little as a mustard seed, you shall decree to a mountain and it shall come to you according to as you have said it. A faith as a simple, as deep, simple, no matter how tiny. And that is what the woman sat down, look at the crumbs that she has left. And the crumbs left in her hand was just a faith. And she said to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. She chooses to enforce that crumbs to become a power. And we you and I know to her. That by the time she went, the same crumbs. Mind you, people were around touching Jesus. But the woman who came with that very particular little crumbs of faith, all of a sudden when she touched the hems of the master's garment, she was made whole. I pray for you tonight that as you begin to carry your crumbs to touch the hem of the garment of God, to touch the things of God, to begin to apply your mind into it, you will get your deliverance and your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Also, we get to understand again, one of the guys also we know, when it comes to the issue, this very particular point is a guy called Samson. Samson was a guy who uses his own slingshot. What was a slingshot? The guy was full with strength. In Judges chapter 13 to verse 16, you can see Samson was born as a phenomenal guy. As much you will wonder the kind of strength that guy has. But one of the things there that was very important was the fact that as much as it was a strength, Samson was willing to engage that very particular thing. Now let's begin to go down also and begin to see also. And this very particular one for me is very important because it's a character that I want to use also to literally change the narratives and the thinking when it comes to us, when it comes to the slingshot in which we have in our hand. It's a guy that I called um, Jephthah. It's called Jephthah the Gildatite. Jephthah. In the book of Judges chapter 11 from verse 1 to verse 11. Judges chapter 11 from verse 1 to verse 11. Now this is a guy now because it's a long read, I'll try for me to just paraphrase that very particular scripture, but please take your time and go back and read that very particular story. Judges chapter 11 from verse 1 to verse 11. Jephthah was a guy that was born by a woman. Her mother was a prostitute. And so because of that, all of a sudden, the father was a gilead, the mother was a prostitute. They did not look at the father to favor that guy. The Bible says they get to a particular point, they chased Jephthah out of the house. And as they chased Jephthah out of the house, Jephthah had to look at himself. All the possibility of me, for example, my, 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 my possibility of me having a share from my father's wealth, that grace is no more available again. He was chased out of his own father's property simply because his mother was a prostitute. Does that sound like somebody tonight where all of a sudden the pain in which you are going through, it is not even your fault. It was the fault of your parents or the fault of your environment, but yet you are being buffeted by the reality of you not being even partaker of the thing. Now, Jephthah was one of the, Jephthah was like you did nothing wrong, did not call himself on earth all of a sudden, chased him out of his own thing, his own inheritance. But this is the thing I like about Jephthah. Jephthah took a time between that Judges chapter 1 to verse 11. Jephthah took a time and he sat down and he wondered and he said to himself, there is no way that I don't have something that is in my life. There is no way that God will create me in his fullness. God will create me. I have seen how God routed miracle with the children of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. There is no way I can be born without something. And the Bible makes us to understand. In fact, I feel like even reading this very particular place. In verse 7 of Judges chapter 11, verse 7, the Bible now comes out. I mean, verse 6. No, let's even do verse 5. The Bible says in verse 5, he said, the elders of the Gilead, he said, went to Jephthah from the land of Thoth. He said, come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Amorite. 
Now, this was a guy that was chased from his father's house. But something happened between verse 1 to verse 5. The guy sat down to look at the crumbs in his life. What is that thing that I can manage to trade with? And he discovered that he can fight. Why everybody was giving up on him. Jephthah took the time to look at his crumb. Built himself to a point that he was now a formidable force. His kinsmen came to meet him and they begged him, Guy, join us for us to fight. That same testimony will happen for someone tonight in the name of Jesus. The same place where they have neglected you. Simply because they feel that nothing good can come out of your life. I decree upon your life tonight. As you engage the crumbs that you are currently thinking of. That crumbs will become a force. It will become a voice and it will position you before kings in the name of Jesus. Jephthah thought that it was over, but thank God that he didn't conclude it himself. He was able to look down back into what the crumbs is and pull a possibility. And if you read that very particular scripture, Jephthah gets to a particular point, he negotiated this possibility with them. Say, yes, I know that you thought it was over with me, but let me show you the possibility in which I carry daring that can route new possibility for me. And I pray this very particular moment that as your eyes are open to see, everything that has blinded you from you seeing the possibility of your crumbs will be destroyed tonight in the name of Jesus. Another guy also we can look at. I'm giving you examples of that. I want because why? 2021 for us all as platform family, nobody will be broke in the name of Jesus. There will be no time that any one of you will be stranded in the name of Jesus. Every idea that you need to have come this 2021, the remaining days of this year, that idea will rest upon you in the name of Jesus. The possibility that needs to happen for your life to make great and make good, that possibility comes into your life in the name of Jesus. I am tired of seeing people being broke. Tired of seeing people being broke. I tell people without apology, God has called me for me to give people rest. That is my responsibility. And so everything that will make you rest and rest well, your hand would hold it in the name of Jesus. Another guy also we can see, as we begin to go down into some of the points, to begin to bring our thought to a close. Another guy in which we can see is a guy which I love so much. He is called Joseph the Dreamer. <laughs> you know why I like the story of Joseph the Dreamer? It is because a lot of people have actually, see, when the Holy Spirit was talking to me this morning concerning the life of Joseph, why his battle was so fierce, I could understand why. We understand in the book of Genesis chapter 37. I'm going to read them, what's it called from verse 5 to verse 10. But Genesis chapter 37 tells us the whole story of Joseph, how Joseph was loved by his father. He was one of the favorite child of his father simply because he was a child that was born um, what called, when the father was old. And also from a woman whether he has been believing God for the woman to have a child. And so that day the woman gave birth. And so Joseph becomes the favorite. And after Joseph becomes the favorite, there was a child that came, which is the last born Benjamin. So that too, the father Jacob just liked them. But now this is the thing that made Joseph's case more, more worse. It was the fact that, remember, Abraham was a farmer. Isaac was a farmer. Jacob was a farmer. But now there was a guy that was coming up with an idea that even the brothers do not understand. The only person in the Bible that we see break that generation, you may call it generational cause, but break that generational pattern of being a farmer. Joseph was the guy. Because we can see for the first time when Joseph was popped up in the times of the scripture, we see that the only thing they were trying to explain to us concerning Joseph was the fact that Joseph was a guy who had a dream. He dreamed that he was going to be whatever, either a president or whatever. But the dream just states that Joseph, that he dreamed that everybody bowed to him. But yet he was sitting at a very particular prominent position. And so when you look at that very particular thing, 
everybody was a farmer, including all the brothers of Joseph were all farmers. When I mean farmers, some of them were cattle, some of them were farming, like literally farming and stuff. But Joseph was the one. The same thing also applied to somebody tonight. I am hearing in my spirit, um, everything that you have been doing, or everything that others have been doing, and now you are coming up with a new pattern that they couldn't understand. And they are trying to fight you with that very particular pattern. You are thinking that they hate you, my dear. It's not the fact that they hate you. They don't understand this narrative you are bringing. And so please and please don't be angry with them. Because in them being hating you, in them hating this very particular idea you are coming with, they have no clue that as they keep hating you, they are pushing your fortitude to the place of relevance. They are pushing you to the place of your appointment. Imagine if Joseph's brother did not hate him to that extent. He would not have been in Egypt. Where in the, the dream in which he dreamed will actually come to pass. And so because of that, there are some of you tonight... There are some certain things you have that does not make sense. Maybe God is actually just telling you that peanut that you are buying from Marabasta, because that's the only thing that comes to my head. That peanut that you buy from Marabasta, yes, the peanut looks as if it's a crumb, does not make sense. And all God was saying to you, just package the peanut, write your name on top of the peanut, take it to something, people will buy it. Yet in something, of course, you know there is a shop in something that people can buy nice peanuts, but that's what God is saying to you. You try to tell your friends about that, all your friends, they are online marketers. Now you are coming to tell them that I want to be a peanut marketer. They will fight you, of course. They will fight you. But this is the thing about Joseph. Joseph was not moved. He knew too well that, yes, it may look like a crumb. I know you guys are angry that I am not coming to the farm with you. I know you guys are angry that I'm not hearing cartoons with you. But you don't have any clue. You don't understand that I have a destiny. You guys think that is a crumb. But I'm here to make you understand that this is not a crumb. It is a force that you guys, by the time I am through with it, you have no choice than to bow down the God that I subscribe to. The same thing also I pray for someone tonight. It may look as if people don't understand what you were doing. It may look as if the crumbs in which you have in your hand does not make sense because why? It is not according to man's understanding. I pray for you tonight that the God of the rested life will release wisdom, will release grace, will release power and fortitude to carry on that ideas in the name of Jesus. You carry the fortitude to do it. You carry the power to do it. You carry the ability to do it. Don't chicken down to life. Yes, I know they have told you that it is not going to work. But my dear sisters and brothers, watch God use that very particular crumb to change your narratives. Watch God use that very particular crumb to change your possibilities. We can then see when it comes to Joseph, I mean Joseph's story. In the book of Genesis chapter 37 from verse 5 to verse 10. He had a dream. He knows too well that everybody will bow down to him. In the place of bowing down, it was not a common phenomenon. That was happening in this time. The same thing also for someone tonight. I hear in my spirit and I feel like releasing this very particular thought to somebody. And if you are smart, please catch it. God is about to give you an idea that will make even your company want to even fire you because they will not be able to comprehend it. An idea that will be used to navigate possibility. You see, the reason why I'm saying this and why I'm very passionate about this very particular scripture. I remember two days ago I was praying and the Lord was showing me some possibility. Between this 2020 to 2030, the grace that is pouring in the house of the Lord. But now this is the funny thing that happens on that very particular revelation. is the fact that those that would just have an interest for God, the likes of Jehu, would pop into the church, get the blessing. And we who are the elder brothers of the church, 
We might be sitting there. I pray that that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. It's a grace for those who have a heart for God. It's a pouring for God. From God, God wants to give us new dimensions. But when it comes to the issue of new dimension, new possibility, do you notice it is not going to go according to the old ways? And I pray that this night, your mind will begin to open. Everything that has blocked your mind, I wipe them off your life in the name of Jesus. Joseph understood that. He knew that my calling is not going to be the way it is with you guys. I am a big boy that God has called with a grace. I know that, yes, I'm the last born. I know that you guys commonize me. I know that you guys just think that I'm the guy with the coat of many colors. I know that you guys think that I'm just the favorite one in the company. But watch me show you that God is going to use me to route new possibility. And that will become your testimony in the name of Jesus. Now, when it comes to this very particular thing, one of the things in which I put here, I say there is a fresh outpouring of idea. That won't make sense to people because it won't be generally accepted by people. It will not be generally accepted. God is about to route some possibilities for you. And please, I beg you tonight, every idea that God is going to drop in your hand with the crumbs in your hand, please run with it. Run with it. Run with it. Run with it. One more time. Run with it. Because why? God will use the crumbs. I have shown you from the Bible. I think one of them also that was coming into my head in the book of Exodus chapter 36 was a guy called, I think it's called Oliab and something like that. What's the name of this very particular guy? Bezali and Oliab. Yeah. Genesis, I mean Exodus 36 from verse 1 to verse 8. This was the guy whereby they came out of Egypt. Why they came out of Egypt, God gave them some kind of wisdom to the point that they were able to build the temple. Remember, everybody in Egypt at that very particular point, they were all breaking straw. But there was an outpouring of idea that landed their mind, that changed the narrative to the point that it was those very particular guys who were able to build the temple of God. I pray that an idea that will change your life, an idea that will make men wonder what kind of God are you serving, let that idea rest upon you right now in the name of Jesus. The idea for new beginning, the idea for infrastructure, the idea for African solution, the idea for you to rewrite narratives, the idea for you to be a fighter that will re renegotiate the possibility of Africa, that grace rests upon you in the name of Jesus. It may look common, but don't make it common. It may look common, but also don't make it common. It may look as if it is a crumbs, but that crumbs carries a power. Now as I begin to go down to begin to end our stop it tonight, Things you need to do with your crumbs because they are your slingshot. What do you need to do? There is always what to do when it comes to the issue of your, your slingshot. There is always what to do. See, you have the crumbs. That crumbs is your slingshot. I want somebody to say it one more time. I have the crumbs and the crumbs is my slingshot. I have the crumbs. And the crumbs is my slingshot. One more time, it will look as if it is over. It will look as if you have failed in your business from January to December. November. January to November. Are we in November yet? Yeah, we're in November. Yeah, I don't know. See, trust me, I am already in April 2021. That's how much my head gets confused. And I pray that that grace for you to also operate like that. We rest upon you in the name of Jesus. The Bible calls to understand that the oil fall from the, what you call, from the head of Aaron down to his body and stuff. The same grace for me that I carry, that same grace rests upon every one of you tonight in the name of Jesus. Ability to plan ahead. So because of that, when you hear me talk about April, it's not because I'm in April 2020. I'm already in April 2021. And that same grace will rest upon you in the name of Jesus. Now, let's begin to see. 
One of the things that you need to do when it comes to issue with your crumbs in your hand. Remember, I've shown you from the scripture with the example of the Shunammite woman. I've shown you with the example of David. I've shown you with, with Joseph. I've shown you with most of the guys, even Samson, how they were able to route their crumbs in their hand to make it a voice in their nation. Now, there is something that you need to do tonight. And let's begin to look at that very particular point. The first four points that we need to look at. Things you need to do with your crumbs. Because now you understand that, yes, it is called the crumbs. But they are your slingshot. You know too that, hey, they said speaking, I don't have the voice for me to speak properly. But you have no clue. This same voice, I will use it as a slingshot. Funny enough, I've even... <laughs> Funny enough, I remember. The reason why I'm laughing. I remember when I went, when, when, when I needed to go to, to, to a radio academy here in South Africa. I don't want to mention the school because the school is still operating. I went to that very particular school. And this is a funny thing there. Went to that very particular school and the school was saying to me that, um, you know, um, Darlington, um, you don't have, I don't, I don't, how thought this woman said it? The blessed memory, because she's passed on. Um, she said to me, Darlington, you see, and she's white. I have to just say that because it was just nice for me to just know because that's something that I did that was very nice. And so the woman was saying to me, it's like, I, I want you to understand that, that, that um, you, because you talk first, and so because you talk first, you, you're not going to be very good with, with radio. And so it's okay. You just, you just sit around the class and don't bother about doing the radio stuff, but we're just going to give you a, a technicality around it, and that's okay. Guess what? Me! Nigerian man, first, let's start from there. Then I know that the only option I have is that crumbs, my mouth. I tell people, I say, the only crumbs I have in life is my mouth. And there is no way I can use my mouth to any destiny. Because why? As long as my mouth can open, my destiny is guaranteed to be fulfilled. As long as my mouth, because I know from the scripture, it says, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. No, my mouth is wide. You have no clue. I wish you can sit down one day and ask me, Pastor, what is the plan for Platform Church? I am willing to explain the plan to you. And I pray your faith does not fail you. Because it will take a kind of a mindset for you to accommodate the kind of grand scheme that God has put concerning this commission. My mouth is wide. I like good things. I think I said it last week Sunday. I'm a celebrity pastor. Why? Because I want all of you to be a celebrity. Because I want all of you to be prominent. That's a scripture for you. It is in the book of Matthew chapter 5. He said, let your light so shine before men. that they may, When your light is so shine, you think people will not know you? People will know you. So that's why I tell you, I say, see, every member of Platform Church, they are a celebrity. People are rushing to do business with them because why? They carry the wisdom of God. So the same thing tonight, as we are going to look at what are the things that we need to do, now that we know that we have the slingshot, I mean, we have the crumbs in our hand, what are we going to do with it? Number one, discover them, which means know what you have left. I know that they have said to you that nothing good can come out of your life. Do you accept what they are saying? Or you are going to sit down tonight and say, what is it that I have left that look like a crumbs? What is that very particular food that people think that is not going to happen? Some of you, you need to look at the skills in which your mother used to cook that very particular chicken and come up with your own chicken. Maybe you have to call the chicken name, non-clankla chickens. And we will bite because why? The wisdom of God will land on that very particular chicken. All of a sudden, KFC will lose market. It's okay. It's not an African product. It was brought from the West. So I'm fine to say that very particular point. Some of you need to sit down and look. I know that I can make creams with my hand. I know that I'm very good at making soap. I know that I'm very good. At, I know they've said that nothing good can come out of my body. No, I still have one crumbs left. Discover what you have left. Ability to know what do you have left in your hand. There is always what is in your hand. We can see that with the likes of Moses. Moses know what is in his hand. It was called a rod. And he used the rod to route out miracles to the point that even that very particular rod was what he used to split the rivers. Not even river. See, 
Because if I say river, in my mind, I'm thinking of a very particular river in my village. It's not a, it's not a river. It's a sea. You know, those seas, I remember the last time when me and my wife went to, I can't even tell if it was P or if it was Durban. I think it was Durban and P. We went to the beach and stuff. I'm missing that very close days. Don't worry, God will help the pastor. We'll go back again there. It's called nice thing. It's called rested life. Rested life, we enjoy everything. And there was a day I was standing by the seaside. I was looking in my mind. I'm like, damn it. This is huge. In my head, this is what I'm thinking. So this is what Moses parted. <laughs> if I am in days of Moses, I won't cross that water. Because my faith will fail me. Like, how do you expect? Because I was standing there, I was looking at the top. And now I remember, I think it was in PE. Yeah, I remember very well. I was, I was standing on that very particular plot. I was looking in my mind and thinking, Jesus Christ. Because I was looking at the sea. The sea has no end. So how did Moses part it with a rod? Why? Moses discover what was in his hand. Somebody tonight needs to discover what is in their hand. Another thing also we need to understand is the fact that David also, he discovered that he has a catapult and a stone. In fact, the stone was even free because he picked it from the floor. There are some of you now, you will look at some certain things that you have to pick up. You look at some certain things that people are neglecting. You have talked to people about it and they are not accepting it. See, if there is one thing about your church, platform church, we provoke you for you to see your potential and your possibility therein. Because why God has given us the rested life. The rested life gives us access to everything and anything. And that's the thing I tell people. The same grace you also carry it. Moses, I mean, David, David looked at it and said, no, I may not have the slingshot. I mean, I may not have the spear that this very particular Goliath carries. But I can pick something from the ground. I can look at the stone and turn the stone to a bomb that can bring somebody down. I can look at the stone and turn the stone to a particular missile that can make this guy lose his sight. Now Moses understand. I mean David understand that he has a catapult and he can pick a stone. Somebody tonight needs to know that I can pick my own stone. What is that stone you need to pick up? That is some ideas that you have talked to people and people have neglected that very particular idea. And you yourself also have neglected it. You need to pick up the stone because why? You are about to put the stone on your slingshot. And I know too well that as after this message, as you fire that very particular stone, it will reach the place of prominence and your voice will be heard in the corridors of influence. In the name of Jesus. Another woman again that we know is the Shunammite woman. The one who says, but I have an oil. There is some of you tonight, you have to see that one thing. But there is still a grace in that but. But I have an oil. But I can speak, but I can counsel, but I can advise, but I can do makeup, but I can do hair, but I can cook food, but I can make, that is always a but that somebody carry. And I pray tonight, every but that you have neglected, as you pick up that but tonight, you will begin to route possibility with the but in the name of Jesus. There is a force with the crumbs. What is it? Number one, like I said, know what you have left. Because I came for people tonight who have who felt as if it is all over. People who felt as if nothing good can all come out of my life anymore. People who felt as if the divorce, the heartbreak, the health crisis and everything that has wasted their resources at the field that nothing good can happen. I come for you tonight to make you understand there is a force in your crumbs. There is a force in your crumbs. There is a force in your crumbs. What else again is point number two? I says here, dust them. Refined and repackage them. Now that you have known what is left, begin to dust it. Like you see, this very particular pen, I clean you because I've allowed the dust of life. What is the dust of life? 
the place of pain and bitterness, the place of unforgiveness, the place of begging, the place of looking at yourself to say, no, I can't be able to pull this. Ability for you to start, begin to dust it and begin to clean it. And to say, no, you see, I refuse to give up on myself regardless of what people have done. It is not going to be according to people's statements. It is going to be according to what I want. It is not going to be according to their conclusion. It is going to be according to what I include. It is not going to be according to what they said it is over. It is going to be of what I said it is not over. Now begin to dust that very particular thing begin to dust them we begin to say with the woman also the shunamite woman when it got to the point she looked at the oil she said no we can make something good out of it and she dusted it by repackaging the oil the same oil that was a bought you and i know the story of what happened with that very particular oil and also we see jephthah the Gittite. when it comes to him he look at it i have a skill of fighting went into bush stay and is busy fighting trees and is busy doing a swine swine trying to fight air had no clue that as she's fighting here, he's redefining his narratives. The universe are conforming, creating a space for his gift to be accommodated. Some of you tonight, as you are about to now go, you have discovered what you have left. Now you are beginning to redefine and repackage them. The universe will begin to create a space. Because why? You are creating a space in your mind. The universe will also begin to create a space in the world for your gift to find expression. I pray for you tonight as you begin to dust them, as you begin to redefine them as you begin to repackage them everything that you need to make it find expression will come to your hand in the name of jesus oh shabrakato zekedisha what is again is point number four engage those crumbs by using them even if it's for free those crumbs that people think that it is over this is one of the things i want to advise you don't use that crumbs for people who don't believe in you use the crumbs for people who have no clue you see, one of the things in which I tell people, I said, see, even Jesus was not recognized in his hometown. He was not celebrated by his own family. He went and looked for people who celebrated him. You have no business hanging around people who constantly make you feel as if you don't matter in life. You have no business. You have no apology. You have no respect for anything. Move on with your life. Because why? Until you are in a place where you know that you are celebrated. See, what I like is that I know they said, okay, fine, you need to go through some certain pain. You don't need to be looking for where. See, even Jesus got to a particular point. There is a place of the waiting. There is a place also where you need to be, where you can be celebrated. The wisdom of God for you to know which one. That same wisdom rests upon you in the name of Jesus. Even Joseph himself, remember that he tried to talk to them about the dream with his brother. He got to a point as they forced him out of the place where he needs, where he thinks he will be celebrated. He got to a place where he was interpreting dreams for people in the prison. Even for free. He was interpreting dreams for free. But at the same time, he engaged the crumbs. Remember that he was from a family who they were farmers. But now, the first time, for, the first time in history, he was a guy who is going to be a king. So, ability for him to redefine his, what's called his crumbs. The crumbs of being a king. I don't know how this will be, but let me try it for free. Sometimes, some of you need to cook a food and say, please, I want you to help me test this food. Does it taste nice? Is it better than Nando's? Is it better than Chicken Likina? Is it better than Tasha's? Or oh, probably, which one, which one is this one I like? Morgan Bean. Is it better than Tasha's? Or oh, probably even better than Signature you need to also begin to test don't give it see sometimes giving it to your loved ones sometimes because they pity you they may even lie that you see the food is the food is very nice but sometimes you need some hard truth no the food has too many salt you go back to the kitchen arrange that very particularly because why that's why you are engaging the crumbs for free they are not paying so that they don't come and tell you we want a refund of our money back you be, they begin to engage it. By the time you engage that very particularly you now get the final taste in which you want oh my dear now that's why we get to point number four benefit by selling them to the, anyone who can afford it 
Anyone who can afford it. Now, this is one of the things that I've discovered that we, the church, we've not been able to tell our people. We've not been able to teach our people how to be self-independent off of government system. We need to make you understand that you carry a possibility to be self-employed. When I mean self-employed, self-millionaire. Whereby you come up with a product that even the world are begging to buy that very particular product. Do you notice that when it comes to that very particular Shunammite woman, the Bible says after the king, I mean after the priest have told the woman, do one, two, and three, she, she discover what she has left, she does the thing, she repackage it, she tried to engage the stuff, but this is the thing that was very important. The priest did not say to the woman, go and give people for free. He said, go and sell it and pay your bills. I am very quick to tell my people, engage in business. And even Jesus was a businessman. He said it in the Bible. He said, I am busy doing my father's business. The father business talks about profit making. Talks about making money. Talks about making hard currency. Talks about living a good life. Because why? You are doing what I call the exchange of trade. Now, the thing here is, now that you have succeeded, in now, what's it called? Packaging the crumbs. It is time for you to put that crumbs in the market. It is time for you to put, for the, I feel like actually saying it, but thank God I'm not going to say it. There is something that we are trying to build that will empower every member of Platform Church for you to engage on a profitable business because why? your pastor is a businessman. You also will be one. Because why? I am sick and tired and tired and sick. We are every average South African. We are just one salary for being broke. One salary. Boom, we are broke. That is the truth of the matter. And our very South Africa, according to when I think it was that essay that released the report about few, few I mean, few, last year, because this year coronavirus, I've tried to see, they've not brought a particular report, that an average South African is living on a debt system. That will not be any portion of platform member in the name of Jesus. The grace in which we carry as in Nigeria is called the grace of cash. Whereby you swipe the house in cash. The other day, me and my wife were sitting there, we're calculating. The property we want to buy for platform church, we pay cash. We already currently now implementing some certain system and strategy. Cash! The grace is available. We need to have mind shift. That's why this night we are saying this. Benefit by selling those very particular things. If they ask you for free, it's enough. You've done free. Point number three. Point number four. Pay for the services. Pay. Even the Bible said, it said buy the truth and sell it not. So which means truth needs to be bought. The person who is coming for you for motivational, is it motivational speak or something they call it, for counseling and motivation, charge them money. You can't say there is no salvation is not free. It costs God his own son. His own it costs God something. You are the one that is receiving it for free. God, he cost him the blood. That very particular crops, put a price attached to it. Put a price on it. Because why? This is your sweat that you have put together. You have settled down, look at the crumbs in your life. Package them. All of a sudden, somebody selling you for Mahala. Rebuke the person with everything that you can. That is not see, even in Freetown, there is nothing free there. In free, I think they say free town does not have free lunch or something like that. There's a way they phrase that very particular thing. But even in free town, there's nothing free. And like South Africa, we said, nothing for Mahala. Dude, pay for the services. I pray tonight that as you engage on this very particular thing, God will open your eyes to begin to see in the name of Jesus. Now, let's begin to look now on my final point tonight. What are the four spiritual possibility? Four spiritual possibility for your crumbs to become a slingshot. Now you need, I've told you what to do physical. Now let's take it now because we understand that the spirit realm controls the physical. Four spiritual possibility. And every of the guys I've mentioned in the Bible, they, all of them, they all did that. All of them. When the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see it, I vowed, say, I can never be stranded in life. Because now I understand what, the same as I'm talking to you, I'm preaching to myself. I can never 
be stranded because why now i understand some of the mystery that needs to engage for spiritual possibility for your crumbs to become a slingshot for spiritual possibility that you need to engage for that thing that people tell you it is not going to work out forget it ah, you have been down those come down it's not going to work but hey in christ it works point number one what is the thing number one i say number one here put it in god's hand ah it's called covenant partnership with the divine i will talk more about this one on sunday how to engage the force of the invisible to make your expectation come to pass have the covenant with the father the bible says in deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 deuteronomy 8 18 he said but ye shall remember the lord your god for is he who give you power to make wealth he says he gave you power to make wealth so ability for you to engage in covenant practices with your father covenant practices we can see them that for example one of them was called moses moses put the rod in the hand of god and all of a sudden, by the time Moses picked that very particular rod, it was no more the rod of Moses again. It now becomes the rod of the Most High God. On that person also, we understand, was the Shunammite woman. She understood and she had the covenant with God through Elisha. Put the thing in the hand of Elisha. All of a sudden, we discover what looks as if it was just bought a oil. Now become a oil business that the woman used to pay her debt, bail her children, live a life of a big woman even though when the husband was dead. Sometimes you feel like asking that, I wish that very particular woman no prophet Elisha, so that the husband would not, possibly that the husband died in hospital without a medical aid. That's what killed the husband. Just as a, just as a teaser. Please, us pastors, I'm beginning to see that some of us now, we are dying. I hear some story that is very, very shaking. Even me too, I'm praying. Let's find a way of not thinking that because you are spiritual, you can't fall sick. Have a medical insurance. It is very needed. Have an insurance to guide your life. There are some certain things you don't need to pray. God has given these guys this very particular wisdom and insight. They are not devil. Uh -uh, they are not. Just have it by the side. I know you can pray yourself well, but have an insurance. As much as you still have your covenant with God, but still have insurance. In case the day you have toothache, because I know you, can, you say you don't can't sick, but as a day you feel like break, breaking bone and the bone break your teeth, and you need to go and see doctor quickly to remove the vape, they will charge you. And that day, possibility you may not have money. But what is it I'm trying to say? Covenant with the Father. We also see the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. It says, and it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, thy God, and observe to do all his commandment. The only reason why you can be able to pull off that very particular crumbs to make it your slingshot. Do you have a covenant backing with your father God? A covenant backing with your father God. Now let me quickly, because of my time, let's jump to point number two. What is again? You need to do spiritual backing or spiritual hand. You can put that very particular slingshot. I mean, that very particular crumbs. There are hand that God has put as a mysterious force that you need to engage. One is God. Even God says, say, commit your ways into my hand and I will direct your path. Because why he knows too well that sometimes the paths can be very dodgy. But if you can commit it into my hand, if we have an agreement and you stick to your part, I am a covenant keeping God. I break not no covenant. And so I will keep my part knowing to her. I remain faithful regardless of your faithfulness. But in terms of pulling some certain possibility when it comes to the, the, to the crumbs in your hand, it has to be a covenant backing. Point number two. What else again do we need to do? Put that crumbs in the hand of your prophet. <laughs> Put the, you see, when it comes to this point number two, in the hands of prophets, 
I remember I struggled for me to include this point number two because why? We know currently now, and I apologize for everyone who has been attacked or have been buffeted by charlatans. But as far as God's kingdom still exists, God has put men that he has put his spiritual possibility upon their life. Your business is to find your pastor, find your prophet. But for you to give up on the thing because of one trend that happened, and all of a sudden you give up, to calm down. Because why? God will always use his preachers, use the fivefold ministry, use his covenant people that he has called on earth to route possibility in your life. And I will show you some of it in scripture. In the book of Hosiah chapter 12 from verse 13. Hosiah chapter 12 from verse 13. He said, but by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. He didn't say God come and brought Israel. He said, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. There are some certain struggle you are struggling currently, even with the crumbs. I remember I was saying to one of the members there a few days ago, I mean, one of, well, one of the guys a few days ago, and I said, I know that you are busy trying to pursue God, you are trying to find your life, but are you adding God in that very particular facility? Are you adding your pastor to say, let your pastor join you in faith on that very particular thing? I don't, in fact, majority of you will know, I have never called you for one dime, because I know faithful is he that called me, who also would do it. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. He called me, he would do it. But at the same time also, there is a covenant mystery that God has embedded in the life of the prophet. We can see that with the life of Elisha. I mean, with the life of the Shunammite woman. She took the word of the Elisha, and Elisha said, go and sell it. That very particular thing created buyer in the front for her to be able to sell that very particular thing. When God now said to Moses, go and deliver, as Moses was saying it, the word were coming to pass. There are grace that God has put on prophets. God has put on pastors. Yes, I know that the devil also will want to use that very particular thing because we, where there is every original, photocopies are bound to be there. But because I know that you are smart and you are listening to me tonight, the eyes of your understanding will be open for you to know who God has called for you as your own prophet. We also see that in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. He said, believe the Lord your God. He says, so shall you be established. But believe his prophet." Your prosperity is tied. When I'm talking about I'm talking about prosperity in the kingdom that commands the rested life. Prosperity in the kingdom that everything concerning your life is balanced. There's no leakage. There is no sickness, no diseases, no poverty, no heartache, no your soul is diminishing, no your no hatred. Prosperity in the kingdom also has a routing through the prophet. He now says, Believe, believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. He said, Believe his prophet. He says, So shall you prosper. Believe his prophet. He says, so shall you prosper. One other thing also we see in the book of 2 King chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 7. 2 King chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 7. We get to see a very particular story. Where for me this very particular story blesses my heart. It was a story of these very particular guys. And they call on prophet Elisha. And they said to prophet Elisha, we know that we are going to build this very particular thing. Blah, blah, blah and all those stuff. Before we know what's going on, they were compelling the hand of Elisha to follow them. They said, prophet, we cannot do this thing without your blessing backing us. And the Bible makes us to understand that Elisha agreed to go with them. Elisha followed them to go. It get to a party. See, this is the thing that you don't understand. Just because you don't call all the time does not mean that it's that day whereby you just need your prophet. You just need your pastor to just agree with you. And that's the thing for me. I tell my members. I say, see, my business is to agree with you. Your bid, my business also to you is to teach you how to do it even without me. But when you get to the peak of where you know you need me, then you can call me at any point in time. I'm a nursing pastor. I'm there to nurse with you to make sure that you labor to enter into rest. And all of a sudden, we see with the story here that it gets to a particular point in verse 5 
But as one who was fell in the beam, the ass fell into the water. He cried and said, Alea's master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, where is it? Did it for? Thank God that this guy, they carried their pastor along. They carried their prophet along. Some of you are doing stuff because we're like, how do I tell my pastor? And I tell my pastor now that this project is two million rand. My pastor will be thinking, he will be calculating blah, blah, all those things. See, you are the one that is calculating it. He doesn't calculate it. Because he knows his lane. Genuine ones in code. He knows his lane. My lane is to be a blessing to your life. To guide you into all truth. So that you can lay hold on all the eternal benefit that God has given you. You are the one that is calculating. He's not, he, mind you, do you notice that he has a lot of issues. Including you. That is with him. So for him to even process what you are saying. For him is just to back you up and to release. But this is a thing there that matters in that very particular scripture. The Bible says when they shout on, the Eli on Elijah the prophet. Pastor. The thing in which we have borrowed it has fallen down. There are some of you that have entered into mess simply because you did not have the backing of a spiritual force around your life. I know people have told you a lot concerning spiritual parent or spiritual father or having your pastors and stuff. I know they've told you that. But as far as God is concerned, the system, he still wrapped his possibility and his covering through the men that carry grace on earth. Your business is to look for them. We can also see in that same very particular book, 2 Kings chapter 4. In fact, that very particular 2 Kings chapter 4, you need to take your time to read it for you to see how prophets were very important. The great woman of Shusham. We know that very woman very well. That was the woman who, when she saw Elisha coming, all the time she would want to prepare a place for Elisha. He get to a particular point. Elisha prayed the woman to have a child. The woman lost the child. The woman understand that it's only Elisha that can do this. Went back to Elisha. Elisha said, I did not ask you to give me a child. You will continue this way particularly. Bring back my child back to life. And Elisha was there throughout. See, God has given you prophets to help you turn your crumbs to a slingshot. My question for you tonight, are you going to engage them in covenant practices? Or you are just going to sit there watching and say, nah, I see all this pastor, they are just here for our money. They are just saying, see, you're the one thinking that we're here for your money. We're here to do God's work. And in doing God's work yet, it has been inscripted in the Bible that as long as we bless you spiritually, it is now your responsibility to also bless us with the financial, financial material blessing. Material blessing includes everything and anything. But our job at the moment is to keep pouring. We keep pouring even though it's going to come to rapture take place. We still keep pouring because we know one day and that's the thing for me when I saw that part it blesses my heart. I keep blessing the people because I know one day God would remember me. Like one of the days I posted on Facebook. It is not where you sow you reap your harvest. It is what you sow you reap. And so because of that constantly prophets are called to sow. Prophets are called to back you up. And also what is again is point number three. Point number three. What is again you need to do? It's called your own hand. It's called your hand engage with your hand. Engage with your hand. Engage with your hand. Engage with your hand. We get to see the Bible makes us to understand in Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2. He said, for we are seated with him in heavenly places. Fire! above principalities and power. Now that you know that you are seated far above principalities and power, what are you doing with that very particular crumbs? Because this is the funny thing there you don't understand. You are also a spiritual force that is tied to your pastor having a covenant with God and so because of that you also carry a spiritual possibility for you to route it based on covenant spiritual principle. Now what are you doing with that very particular crumbs? What are the things you are doing? Part of the things in which I put here, I said one of the things in which you need to understand is the fact that I'll quickly do this one as a driver because I need to quickly finish this very particular service. One of the things in which you need to do there, I mean some of the things I put here, I say one, there are several processes that is needed in this realm where you have been empowered to do so. 
Because you are a spiritual force. Remember that the day you gave your life to Christ, the fullness of who God is rested in you bodily. And so because of that, even when your eyes open to see the crumbs, there are stuff that you need to do. Quickly, as I, as I begin to bring this very particular thought to a close, what are the things you need to do? Know what you have regardless. Begin to build a plan and a vision around that very particular thing. Now, because you know that you carry power, you look at the crumbs and say, yes, my pastor is away. I have a confidence with God and they have blessed me now. Let me sit down and look with this thing. How do I build a vision around it? What are the marketing strategies I need to put? How do I take actions, growth actions? What are the people which I need around? Because no matter how you want to build a formidable force, you still need people. That woman who went to sell her oil need people to buy the oil. Even Jesus need the disciples for them to be with him. Mind you, he was all God, all Jesus, all in one. But yet he needed people for his ministry on earth for them to work. The same thing also me, your pastor. I need you for us to make this work. I need you for us to make this. Thing. In case if I've not said that before, let me say it to you now. Hear me globally. I need you for us to make God's kingdom on earth to become a reality. Why? People are resources in the hands of God. Also, you need to be consistent and focused. Now that you have discovered the crumbs, what do you need to do? Now that you have seen these very particular crumbs, now how do I... Ability to put consistency and focus. Then also have a heart for people. The Bible says, he that give to the poor, say lend it to God. He said, he that give to the poor, I think there's a particular scripture, he that give to the poor, borrowed God. Have a heart for people. Then number, the last point there I put, I say be self-disciplined. Now there are fortitude you need to take. Now that you know that I have the crumbs in my hand, I'm a spiritual force that carries a spiritual possibility. What do I need to do with these very particular crumbs that are sitting in my hand? The crumbs for you may be your talent. It may be a pain. It may be a concern. It may be something that is very impressive in your heart. Maybe for you because you've gone through some certain pain. As much as I don't like saying this as an example, I'm trying to look for a worst case scenario. Maybe for example, you were raped. All of a sudden now you came out of that very particular rape by God's power. Now the, the pain for you to see somebody go through rape again and you choose this to say, I'm going to create a center. Ability to begin to route some certain possibilities around that very particular thing. It is also part of the crumbs that God has given to you. On the final point tonight, as I bring this very particular thought to a close, now what is the final spiritual possibility? Is what I called your testimony. Point number one, your God. Point number two, your prophet. Point number three, your hand. Point number four, your testimony. What is the thing the Bible says about your testimony? It says we overcame him by the words of our mouth. I mean by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. We overcame him. See, ability for you to overcome the limitations of that very particular crumbs. Ability for you to be able to push your possibility is for you to constantly have a testimony in your mouth where you can look every day and say, God, for the fact that I did not die on Monday, I stay on Tuesday. Wednesday come as if I need to pack my life up, but today I am staying tonight on Thursday. I choose to testify that indeed, regardless of the crumbs, your words carry power what you say, regardless of what your pastor says, has a long way to go. God has created an intelligence in heaven and on earth. Where if God says, thou shalt be blessed, and you say, I refuse to be blessed, there is nothing heaven can do. What you say becomes your reality. What is the testimony in your mouth? We can see that the life of David, when David was going to attack Goliath, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, when David was going, David was chanting a testimony before God. He said, I know the God that delivered me from the lions and the bear. The God that delivers me from the tigers and every animal that comes. I know the God. He was chanting a testimony to God, trying to boost his ego, boost his confidence, because he knows that this slingshot that I'm carrying, I'm using it on a new ground entirely. I have used this one for lion and tiger for the first time. I'm using it on human being. Sometimes you need to talk yourself in testimony to God. 
Your testimony is a spiritual weapon God has used. There are raw possibilities on earth. What testimonies are you saying concerning that very particular crops? Are you sitting down there just wondering, thinking and asking yourself, what are the things that I'm going to do here? Or you are warding your crumbs with a testimony from your mouth. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. It says, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. The wealth of the sinners are laid up for the righteous. As much as the wealth of the sinners are laid up for the righteous. Now, this is the thing that I need you to understand as I bring my thought to a close. is the fact that the Christian needs to engage on some certain businesses. I'm not saying engage on some certain practices. I say business. Business that is unto God. The Bible says, whatsoever thing that is good, whatsoever thing that is honor, whatsoever thing that is of good report, think on these things. Ability for you to think on it. The problem with us is the fact that we keep saying the wealth of the sinner should come up to the righteous one. But my question I keep asking you, you that very particular just man, that very particular righteous person, and you want the wealth of the IT company or the IT industry to come to your hand, do you have an app in the marketplace that people can actually buy? Do you have a program or a plugins that people can actually develop for you, for you to be able to run some certain things? The only way the wealth of the sinners can come to you is the fact that you have been able to build a particular fortitude in your mind to trade on the system of the world and the resources comes to you. I keep saying this and I'll keep saying it all the time. With, no, with, 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 with respect to comic books, who are gospel books and stuff, it is impossible for you to sell Bible and be rich. Forget it. We all have Bibles on our phone now. I told somebody, I said, if you, don't have a, if you don't have a Bible on your phone, it's a stone. It's not a phone. Everybody now, different version. The other day I was looking, I downloaded several versions of Bible on my phone. Because why? There are some certain things you need to begin to route some certain possibility. Because why? If we say the wealth of the sinners are laid up for the righteous, which means that we, the righteous, need to be able to pull some certain intelligence. If you want Sassel, for Sassel to be able to do business with you, Sassel cannot just come carry their money and come and give it to you. You have not prayed to that level. You need to do business with Sassel. Engage into petroleum business. Engage into mining. Look at the crumbs in which you have. Do business with that place from there. That's when the resources will now be moved to you. I pray for you tonight that now that you have heard this very particular word from my mouth, everything that I have said to you tonight, that your eyes will be open to see the crumbs and pull the possibility therein in the name of Jesus. I pray for you tonight one more time. Lord, I decree, Father, for everyone tonight, O oh Lord, Father, that their eyes now is opening to see the crumbs that is in their hand. The ones who felt as if the talent cannot be able to pull any resources. The ones who felt as if nothing good can come out of this very particular mess or this situation in which they are coming, they are currently in. Lord, I pray for them tonight that every one of them, they will be able to see possibility in it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I remove devourer for their sake. I remove devourer for their sake. I remove devourer for their sake. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree upon everyone tonight under the sound of my voice that before this year will come to an end, you will hold a major idea that will change your life forever in the name of Jesus. Lord, I decree, O oh Lord, upon their destiny. Everyone that have looked down on them, Father, from tonight, they shall begin to look up to them for salvation in the name of Jesus. Lord, everyone that have said to them, nothing good can come out of their life. Lord, I stand as a servant of the Most High God, coming out as an oracle of your kingdom. Lord, I decree upon their life tonight that they will become a voice to their generation. Lord, they will become a solution to their generation. Lord, they will become a pathfinder to their generation in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless everyone tonight. Lord, I have sent your word to them. 
Lord, as they are about to go and meditate on your word, Father, begin to show them the crumbs that is left. <laughs> begin to show them the possibility that is left. Lord, I pray for that sister currently that you are listening to me and you are having a burden in your heart. It's a pain because you have lost a lot of things and simply because you try to be in a relationship, probably try to be in a love relationship that has messed you up. But the Lord asked me to tell you tonight that there is still crumbs that you can engage. That crumbs, engage it. You are seeing what I'm saying to you in terms of the potential that God has given you. But you are thinking that who will want to hear me? I have nobody who can help me. The Lord asked me to tell you that he is there. He has gone ahead of you. And also for you, that very particular brother, you have sat down, you have been fired from that organization and you are saying to yourself, Pastor, I wish I can have somebody who can employ me. God asked me to tell you that he has laid you in your heart an idea for you to do. Engage that idea. You are the one thinking that that book, if you write the book, nobody's going to buy the book. That book carries a possibility to answer somebody's problem. Even in America, engage that very particular book. Father Lord, tonight, I release the grace upon everyone's life tonight. Let your power sit upon them. Father, everything that needs to come alive for them between now and year end. Lord, let it begin to come out from their life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless everyone that is planted in platform church. That the blessing of this commission, Father Ola, will begin to back them up wherever they go to in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because I know this is done. To you we give all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.